Let's go, y'all. And there is your dagger. Touchdown, Kansas City. Uh, where's the party? Right here. It's a very easy process. You get a bankroll, some tender, some kindling, a little bit of fuel, a spark, and you burn that bankroll to the ground. That's what we're doing on another episode of Dumpster Fire Sports Podcast. Your favorite low dough bros are back. We're talking DFS. We're burning bankrolls to the ground and uh, generally embarrassing not only our selves, not only our current friends and family, but essentially our future, our, our lineage will be embarrassed by this content that is spread worldwide throughout the web for uh, generations to come. Welcome to our pain. Joe, JKNKC on Twitter is back. Uh, Joe, how are things? How is the bankroll? Bankroll's still doing all right. I think I'm up for the season, which is nice. Oh, ooh. but that's just because that nice week one hit. Week two was a little rough, but we hit in cash. So that's we're doing all right. Let me ask you this. Uh, gambling legal in the state of Kansas. Are you up more? on the gambling or the dfs definitely on the gambling but just because all the free bets i mean it wasn't it wasn't like i just hit all this money like i got free bets i used my free bets i hit a decent number of the free bets and they gave you the stupid promotions like if the chiefs score you win 100 bucks like yeah somehow i don't have any free bets left and i have very little money in there so that's fun that's fun uh brandon uh, how's that bankroll though? What up, peeps? <laughs> Dude. Uh, bankroll's good on, on DraftKings, man. Is it? Well, I mean, I've two weeks in a row. I, if you listen to the last one, I said I was going to go straight hundo on them, homies. And, uh, I won every one except for the Monday night slate, which I think was rigged Cause I think Joe invited me to one of his contests and he ends up sweeping it. So I won't count that one against my against my record last week but yeah i'm positive almost 50 for the for the for the year so far speaking of leagues and contests we want to invite you to the dumpster fire sports league on DraftKings. it's for you low dough bros who want to get in here with us and rumble over a dollar in these 10 player showdowns um and if somebody could beat miles 18 that would be greatly appreciated um you know, the one thing is the leaderboard's all jacked up because it's, you know, going back a couple seasons. But I do know um, Miles, and this is something I'd like to talk about here before we get to some of our favorite plays, but uh, strategy and game selection. I think Miles 18 has found his um, game selection sweet spot by coming into our league and beating us over and over again. Brandon, uh, I'm looking at these results in the, the uh, Dumpster Fire Sports League. I don't see your name here at the top a whole lot. Well, Or you don't enter them. Is that what you're saying? I just don't. I enter like one. That's it. Why? I, What's your problem? You can't support us? Well, you can't support I, I the get show? Like, I get like 15 different invites, so I don't know which one to choose. So I just choose one. You enter all of them. You enter all of them. That should be your plan. But I thought we were low dough bros. We are, it's, look, there's three contests right now, each of them for a dollar. One of them, only four people can play in the four play by Miles. 
the main slate, and then the uh, NFL showdown for tomorrow night. Jump on in. The water's fine. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Give me something else to complain about. Okay, now, cool. also find us on Twitter, Dumpster Sports. I assume you know all this stuff if you're listening this deep into an episode. Okay. Before we get to some of our plays, I do want to talk strategy because I had a bad week last week. And I think strategically, um, I'm failing. Not only are my picks bad, but my strategy's bad. My game selection's weak as well. But I want to talk about lineups because we have our little group chat and come to find out, Brandon, you play one lineup all weekend or one main slate lineup. Yeah. And that's basically what I've done is I just play the same lineup that my gut tells me to play. And I don't, I don't tinker around with it. I'm, I did that last year and the year before and the year before that. So I'm just, so, once I feel good about something, unless there's news about that, I'm just keeping, I'm rolling with what I've, what I've went with. I'm not switching it. Okay. At what time are you finished with this lineup? Barring any last minute news? Uh, I would say probably by, I don't know, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Okay. How many tournaments and of what size and buy-in are you talking with this one lineup? You're, are you playing that in cash and in these big GPPs? Yeah. I'm just playing it for both. So, I mean, that's what is that? Well, I mean, cause I, I, mine's more of a GPP strategy. I've just been lucky in the cash game, but the cash game, I mean, it's mainly my cash games are against you guys. So, oh, it's not really, I'm not playing like a bunch of them. I'm just, I'm not doing like double ups like Joe, which I probably should, but right. I'm just not, I, I put it in like a single entry GPP and there's usually a smaller one, like five, 10 bucks, but there's only like a thousand people in it and I go for it. That's not bad. That seems like a rational strategy to me on some level. Joe, he's over here with two specific lineups, a cash lineup and a tournament lineup. Joe, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'm playing two lineups. I'm I'm only playing single entry stuff um, for the most part. I mean, when when the millionaire maker is down to like five bucks, I'll play that. But everything else, I'm playing single entry. Um, more of the lower dollar stuff um, in GPPs. Like I'll, I'll get into the twelve dollar, but that's about as high as I've gone so far this year. Um, now, I appreciate you doing it for the brand, keeping it low dough, but. Are you this GPP lineup? You're gonna enter even the single entries have a ton of entries, right? I mean, even well, the, you can get into the smaller ones of those too. Like there's there's a hundred k twelve dollar single entry, or you can wait it out and there'll be a fifty k and a twenty five k that pop up that are lower entries uh, in total, and then you're obviously competing against less lineups. You have a better chance to win if you're. If you uh, if your lineup goes off, right? Hey, but I, I did lie though. I, I hate to lie. Okay. Uh, well, I come I mean, clean. Everybody knows that I don't like. I know I'm just wowing people that I'm not playing as much as I used to. But I still do the millionaire maker. So yeah, <laughs> let's just not let's not kid ourselves, right? You know what I'm saying, right? I, I have played the last two, and I've cashed in both of them. I mean, nice. So, but, but you know, it's it is what it is. Now, Brandon, when you're building this GPP lineup, though, you're not really going deep using projections and websites and all that, right? Yeah, I, I'm not doing any of that. I'm the opposite. I'm just going off the eye test and what I'm listening to on different podcasts about what I see. So uh, this early in the season, kind of, 
I guess I just don't know how they come up with projections because you don't know who the hell is going to do what until about probably week five or six when you have a better feeling. It's just hard for me to understand how you can come up with a projection on somebody without, I mean, seeing, well, seeing enough of them. But there's a lot of math to that, which I'm not opposed to. I just I don't, well, I don't know yet. I mean, couple things here. One, if you look at the projections across all sites, especially like, so Fantasy Pros has a thing where you can do a plug-in, I think on Chrome maybe. So when you go in your season-long leagues on ESPN, it'll have ESPN's projections, and then it'll have Fantasy Pros projections. And sometimes they're wildly different, right? So the projections... Look, you start out like this. You figure about how many plays there are going to be every game, right? How many passing plays, how many rushing plays, how many points. You put all that together, and then you start doing your math from there to figure out your projections. But they're all over the place. And so, Right, right. so which is what I'm saying. It's like this time of the year, it's like how do you know the tendencies? How do you know how many snaps? How do you know what type of plays? The injuries haven't kicked in really yet. I mean, that's just what I'm saying. Like, if you're just basing it straight off of projections, I mean, you're probably asking for a a deadline of just because. Well, one. I mean, you got to, you got to, that's just my theory. I'm not saying I'm like some king. I'm not saying you're wrong because one, I go off projections and uh, last week sucked for me. It was bad. Bad. So the question becomes, am I using the wrong sites projections? Right. Am I not using them correctly? That's the question. But just like in the green room, we talked, uh, for all you that don't know the green room, I just found out what the green room is. Yeah, Yeah. I just found out what that was last week on our (laughs) podcast. So fancy. That's right. Uh, Joe was giving me crap about Derek Carr being super chalky. Well, when I came up, when I was like, hey, why don't we play just Derek Carr and stack the Raiders? It's like they played against a good defense. And the Chiefs just demolished the Cardinals. So it's like, yeah, the, the Raiders' offense isn't quite as good, but the Cardinals are bad, and they're going to give up points. So just out of what I saw out of all the games, I'm like, okay, what's just now they're going to get a lighter lineup. He'll probably throw for three hundo. Well, obviously he became chalk, which was still fine. He still had a decent game, but it wasn't a Tua game for a GPP. What, what was the savior was exactly like when I – you know, was agreeing with you on like Amon Rossi Brown and stuff like that. It's just his usage was ridiculous. And he had a just a crazy game and everybody else that I said had like a touchdown, but they didn't have crazy games, but it was just enough to cash. But I mean, I got lucky. It's not like I did anything that was super smart. I just was guessing on the, on the games this time of year. Uh, I mean, Joe probably has better insight on, on some of that stuff because he's, I feel like he's between you and me. You're more, right. you're more the math guy. I'm more of the, that risky mofo that just wants to see what he sees football-wise and just go after it. But no, I mean, look, I, I have no reason, nothing to say that uh, the math has helped me any more than it has helped you. I haven't cashed in a million. I mean, I haven't been playing them. But no, but I mean, I'm it helps. Cashing. I mean, the fact that we're odd, like we all just kind of bounce stuff off each other is, I mean, that's what they all do. That's what all the people that eventually hit. That's what they do. And they just get right. lucky, or they play a million lineups because they have the money to do it. Well, we're or they we're low down bros. We can't do mil- that. Yeah. Or they play a million lineups and get lucky. Well, that too. Yeah, that's that's very true. Joe, um, so you're setting a cash lineup, right? Which is you don't care about chalk. You're going for the highest points. But when you're talking about these the single tournament lineup, you're not adjusting it 
for the size of the tournament or you're playing in a specific set of tournaments that match how you set up your lineup? Yeah, I, I think I'm more tailoring that GPP lineup to the smaller single entries where I, I'm not going up against the people in the Millie Maker that are throwing in 150 lineups and stuff like that. Um, so because of that, I can I can play a little more chalk than I could if I were playing the Millie. Um, obviously, if you have the perfect lineup, it could be as chalky as, like, as possible, and you could still solo hit because all those people probably aren't on every team. But, I, I mean, you just when, – when I'm playing a GPP, I'm single entry. I'm changing enough so that I'm not playing a 20% on Derek Carr. Um that's where I went wrong last week at GPPs. I played I played Derek Carr and I played Saquon, and they were both super chalky. So at that point, I'm not gaining anything by playing either of those guys. But Derek Carr is is an okay play. It's just if you played him and just Devontae Adams like everybody else did, whereas if you switched up his targets, you probably gained a little bit of edge, um, which is probably why I cashed because I went with Waller and like Renfro versus Adams because Adams kind of had an okay game. I mean, that's, I think literally that's the only reason why I cashed in that was because I, I pivoted like the other way off leverage off that. Um, now, to that point, that's what I want to ask. So let's look at the current projections Wednesday night, right? And the top two owned guys are Stefan Diggs and David Montgomery um, based on. David Montgomery for real? Yep. Yep, fifty nine hundred going up against Houston, sixteen percent owned projection. Now, here's the thinking, and here's what I've been doing. Okay, Stephon Diggs, sixteen percent owned. Um, how how do I win if Stephon Diggs is chalk and fails? What happens? Right. So does that mean Gabe Davis? I put Gabe Davis in my lineup, still put Josh Allen and say, oh, Josh Allen uh, runs for a touchdown and Gabe Davis gets two. Is that the way to think about it? Uh, Pivoting off the chalk or am I going, oh, well, I'm going to play Miami, which is the other side of that game. That way, if Stefan Diggs doesn't go off, somebody else does. How am well, I figuring yeah. out what the pivot is? Yeah, so Joker, you can probably answer off of this, but my th- just hearing that Stefan Diggs is chalk, I would guess just off of last week that you're probably going to get a lot of Miami stacks, considering they're probably going to be playing from behind, and Stefan's going to be the one coming back, which is my guess. Um, but like for what you're saying is, is I think at the opposite. Actually, one of my one of my lineups, I have two lineups this week. One of them is actually Josh Allen, but it's not with Stefan Diggs. It's with two of his other pass catchers and bringing it back with, you know, a Miami guy um, the other way around. So I don't know. Joe, what do you think? I mean, that's when I hear that, that's what I think is Stefan's probably the comeback. He's not really the stack with Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's going to be expensive this week. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty highly owned as well. Uh, So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the main stack that people are throwing in. That said, uh, 16% doesn't necessarily scare me off of a wide receiver. Um, it's when the quarterbacks are getting up into that range that I'm getting a little worried. Um, hmm. I mean, Steph Diggs is is the alpha on that team. I don't know that I'm ever planning on him to fail. Um, but if he does fail, I'm probably pivoting to Josh Allen and 
another receiver, like you guys are saying, or to the running game. And the running backs just getting lucky that Steph Diggs keeps getting dropped at the one and then Singletary walks one in or something. Right. Hmm. I mean, that's the thing. How are we using this ownership? Yeah, but you're like setting up a lineup, guys. It's like I I don't see Josh Allen being that high-owned just because of how expensive him and Diggs combined would be. You don't get a lot of money left over, whereas I think a lot of people are going to stack, you know, your Tua with two of the other guys. You get those two with Tua versus having Josh Allen and Steph Diggs, who are extremely high. Well, so Josh Allen, again, currently Wednesday evening is projected to be the highest owned quarterback at just over 9%. But maybe that's why there are two running backs under 6K in the top five projected ownership. Montgomery at 59, Josh Jacobs at 5,400. Right. So then you have Tyler Higby and TJ Hawkinson, both at 11% projected ownership coming in at 4,500 or less. Curtis Samuel. So you're seeing a bunch of these 5K guys in there, which again is probably how a lot of these people, if they are stacking. But I mean, does, right, does, does 9% on Josh Allen really scare you? I mean, it doesn't to me. I mean, well, no, I mean, it's getting up there, but I'd say. Once we're getting to around 10% is when I'm starting to worry about quarterback ownership. Um, Until then, I'm I'm not too concerned, but I probably won't go Josh Allen this week. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm saying, so Joe, when you're setting your GPP lineup and you're thinking about ownership, how are you starting it? I mean, are you looking at what the chalk is and your first move is flex or pivot off the chalk and then start building from there? Uh, honestly, I I take the projections and kind of make a cash lineup first, like whatever my cash lineup is going to be, and then go back into the um, ownership projections and kind of see, oh, this guy's going to be super owned. So if he fails, how am I going to flip this? Or if I find a mm. like a certain build, like if we think Steph Diggs, Josh Allen are going to be super highly owned, and we see another running back that's going to be super highly on, like you said, David Montgomery. So then maybe I'm playing down at uh, quarterback so I can pay up at running back. So I'm flipping my complete lineup instead of just trying to mm-hmm. swap out a guy or two. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, instead of taking Steph Diggs, I'm going to take Gabe Davis, which that's one way to pivot, but you can go, I'm not going to take Steph Diggs. I'm going to take somebody that's, I'm going to take three, six K receivers and then pay up it running back or something along those lines. But like, when you pay up a running back, are you not going to end up at another highly owned player? Like, let's say you go cheap then on wide receivers. You're like, all right, I'm going to pay up a running back. How about Dalvin Cook? Oh, he's 15% owned, right? right. So you don't – but it's more of a – this is a lineup construction that I see being super – popular this week and if that is pay a bit quarterback pay a bit wide receiver then you're flipping everything on its head by having to pay down at those two positions and then you're paying up at two running back slots or you're paying up at tight end in a running back slot so you're making yourself different from that main lineup that is going to be the chalky cash build that week right so if it doesn't hit then you're good yeah I guess, but you're still then going to kind of uh, cover yourself, right? By playing the um, 
the chalk and the cash. Yeah. And when you're playing cash, you like it's better to play chalkier players when you're playing in cash because if you go out here and you're like, oh, Saquon Barkley is going to be 60% owned in cash this week and he goes for 30, you are so far behind 60% of the field, which means you're not cashing. If Saquon Barkley goes out there and 60% of the field has him and he duds, you're still lockstep with them and you still have that 10% chance of cashing in 50-50s. So I'll, I'll say my problem is I'm playing in massive GPPs. I'm playing different lineups. Now I'm trying to construct each lineup based on that specific tournament. Um, but I just think I'm all over the place. I got to do better about game selection. Like, you know what I mean? I got to be better about that. Yeah, that, I, yeah I can't. you're exactly right because that's where I come in. Like Joe, does, I like the way he does it, and that's why he's pretty damn consistent um, with his caching and stuff or real close all the time. But like me, I'm kind of hit or miss. Like when I hit, I hit a lot. But that's just because like the game selection. I find like two games – that I are like, those are the games that I'm going to focus on. It's not always the highest scoring, like projected. It's just the games I feel like are going to shoot out or have some crazy fantasy projections um, or stuff like that. So I just make my stacks out of those games and hope that they're the crazy ones because that's usually what happens. Like last week, it's like I thought about it, but it's like there's I I just didn't do it because it wasn't that – I don't know. I think Joe might have wanted to stack Tua just because it was a pretty good stack. But I that game had a potential to get crazy, but at the beginning it didn't look like it was. And then who knows? Fourth quarter comes around and then it flips everything on its head. So, well, I mean, what I'm saying, though, when I say game selection, though, I'm talking about doing what Joe does, you know, these these uh, single-entry GPPs with a limited number of players. Uh, talking about because the tournament selection. Yeah, just because, well, you know, um, I suck at them all. So I might as well pick one format, right, and try to figure out, crack that nut, if you will, right? Um, you know, like the early slate or st- like like 100-player tournaments. Win those because to win those consistently, your lineup's going to have to be considerably different than if you're taking legit shots at, you know, something like the Millie Maker. Or even one of those, you know, 5,000, 10,000 player things. So I think that's part of my problem. All, I'm just all over the place with my games, with my lineups. I don't know, man. I suck at this. I should host a podcast. So let's do it. Dumpster Fire Sports Season 3, Episode 3. Um, this one's called uh, Fix My Game is what we're doing. So we'll all pick out a couple players, each position, see what we can't come up with. Let's start out with quarterbacks. Brandon, what's your gut say? Quarterbacks, week three, NFL 2022. My gut says I need to lose some weight, man. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I don't believe Uh, you. You should. Okay. (laughs) All right, so quarterbacks. Uh, We talked about the one. I don't think you should avoid him at all this week, Uh, Josh Allen. I mean – on a bad day, he's going to get you, what, 27? So, I mean, I mean that's on a bad day. He hasn't had a bad day yet, and he's averaging 30-plus a game. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, and he hasn't even done one of those run two touchdowns in one yet, like Hurts did mm-hmm. the other day. But, uh, 
that's probably going to be on everybody's list. So it's not really, I'm not saying anything crazy, but the one quarterback I really like this week that I think is going to be very low owned and the stacks are going to be very low owned, but could be a crazy weird game. Like it was last year uh, is Mr. Joe cool himself. Uh, Joe Burrow and his stack look pretty sweet to me this week. So, Owen two coming off a couple tough losses. Really, they should be two and zero, but they're not. Uh, they got, they, they got be. the Jets, and the Jets have been giving up a lot of points. So, could could get crazy because I don't think they're good enough to hold the Jets to like nothing. But even if they do, I still think the Bengals are good enough to find out, find get out of their own way eventually. And I think it may start with this week. And I think a lot of people are not going to pay attention to them. One, because they probably screwed a lot of people in their Survivor Leagues. <clears throat> ah, tell yeah, me about I, I it. I did. I tried to in episode two, oh. but you didn't listen to me. Did you tell me not to play Cincinnati? Yeah, I did. I'm going to run the yeah, tape go back. back. I said you need to play the Broncos. Let it ride. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, ride. <laughs> maybe ride, you muscle, did. ride. Maybe you did. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> but, in, but anyways, um, I'm actually going to play them in my Survivor this week because I'm I'm in the top, uh, top 20 now out of the 70 that were in mine, so – but I'm going with Joey B. So, I mean, there's a couple other good plays, but those are my two favorite. One second. What's he doing? Something with the kids. A few moments later. So, we're recording, listening to Brandon's hot takes and uh, bloody murder upstairs screaming i literally thought somebody was breaking in i go upstairs evidently the dog brought in a dead squirrel <laughs> and yeah in there my wife is standing on a chair <laughs> everybody's freaking out oh my gosh okay so all right um okay uh joe i'll go next because you're gonna hate these but i'm going there carson wentz um, he's scored over 30 weeks one and two. Um, he played Jacksonville and Detroit. Now he's got a tough matchup. He's up against Philly this week, but we know Philly puts up a ton of points, right? And I think this could be a little bit of a shootout. Um, he's got running backs to catch passes. He's got Logan Thomas, which I think would be good to stack with. 3,500. Um, Philly has a lot of bring back options. So I like that. And Joe did not like it when I suggested it last week, but Jared Goff, 26 last week. Not bad. 20 of 34 passes, 256 yards, four touchdowns over Washington, which also um, makes and makes me tempted to play um, Jalen Hurts again because Washington's going to give up some points to him as well. But uh, wins 6,300, I think, might be an interesting play. I'm still out of breath from the dead squirrel gate. Joe, why don't you go ahead and hit us with some quarterbacks? Well, I was actually on the other side of uh, both your first two quarterbacks. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a big week against Washington. Um, He has three receivers that he seems to like quite a bit. Uh, I don't know how much A.J. Brown is, but that's probably my top stacking option. Uh, Devontae Smith was way too cheap in the Monday night uh, slate, so I probably will go over there too. Um, And then my other guy is the guy on the other end of the Detroit game, Kirk Cousins. No. Yeah. Dude. 
I mean, Detroit is not a world beater on defense by any means. Uh, Kirk Cousins just absolutely dropped a deuce uh, this past week in primetime. Now that he's out of primetime, we all know the story of him being awful in primetime. Uh, I think he's going to come back, have a good week. Uh, you got to pay up for Justin Jefferson to uh, make that stack. But I mean, dude, he's 1400 Well, uh, No, he's not. I mean, he's still more expensive than decent quarterbacks. I mean, he scored 11 against yeah. Philly. He he hasn't put up 20 this season. I mean, aren't Sounds you worried like now about... as good a time as any. <laughs> Dalvin Cook just running all over the place? I don't know. What's Dalvin done this year? Has he been killing it? Cause well, I mean, 7.6. He did have six targets, so maybe he catches some. And you get that uh, Kirk Cook connection which sounds actually kind of cool. All right, Joe, going right back to you, running backs, who are you looking at? Who are you thinking about this week? Boy, I mean, I'm, I'm a little afraid that freaking David Montgomery is going to be the top-owned guy. That seems mm-hmm. so crazy to me. It looks like it at this point. Might be the for the week. Um, <laughs> you know, we were, we were talking a little before the podcast. You were talking about Michael Carter. I don't hate that. Um, obviously, he's not getting quite the workload that we would like him to get with uh, 12 opportunities last week. But the five targets is huge, and he's only 5,200. So that's probably going to be where I save money running back this week instead of going down to David Montgomery. Um, Other than that, if I'm paying up, I think I'm going for Mixon because I want to get some of that Cincinnati offense, but I don't know that I want to pay up for the receivers. Mixon could easily just – I mean, they could get up big on the Jets and they just run it out with Mixon. So – Right. That's where I'm leaning. All right. Uh, I'm looking at um, going down a little bit in uh, for running backs as well. The problem with Carter is Brees Hall. Um, They're one of those tandem backfields that are almost exactly equal, kind of like in Green Bay, where both these running backs are getting about the same amount of touches and targets. So that's uh, kind of a bummer. Um, Mark Ingram was on the field a lot. Now he didn't do much, but he did have 12 attempts. So if you're looking for somebody on the super cheap, it'd be nice to know what's going on in LA as well. Is Henderson going to have a week one or is he going to have a week two week one? He had five targets, caught them all week two, zero targets and less attempts. So it looks like they're splitting as well. So that's the thing. I have a hard time not paying up for running back because I want to get into a situation where there's only one running back on a team. Like you want David Montgomery. Well, maybe. I mean, or McCaffrey, or, I mean, if I'm paying for a tandem, I'll flex off of Joe Mixon, pivot to Samaj P. Ryan, and uh, pick him up and get some of that Bengals that sweet, sweet Bengals action. Um, look, you want a safe play? Go with CEH. The Chiefs versus Indy, right? He'll get his four or five targets. He'll get his eight touch attempts, his eight rush attempts. He'll get a touchdown, and you'll be fine. CEH, uh, lame play of the week that will get you points. Um, low ceiling, high floor. Brandon, running backs, please. Running backs. Please. All right, here we go. You guys said Michael Carter. I like Brees Hall. Uh, That's my comeback for my Joe Burrow stack. 
He seems like he's on the up. Um, I think eventually there's going to be a point where they just give him a lot more, but I don't know if this is the week. But he's averaging roughly 12. Michael Carter's 12. It's kind of a toss-up between the two. I got an extra 100 to spend, so I'll just I'll go Brees Hall for the upside just in case. But um, he hasn't really showed out yet, so that's, that's one I like for a cheap play. Uh, Dalvin Cook's due for something. Um, he's playing Detroit. They're not world beaters. But my favorite running back play, which I'm actually pairing with a defense, um, actually goes along with Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery kind of ran all over the Green Bay Packers, um, and they weren't even ahead. So what do you think uh, Tampa's going to do? And they don't really have any targets besides Cole Beasley to throw to. So I think Fournette's going to yeah. be your, your play that most people are kind of – if he plays, he's questionable. He should play, but – I think I think he's going to well, get a boatload of uh, touches, so we'll see. If he, if he doesn't play, Rashad White's going to be seventy five percent of which I hope he does play, just so that doesn't happen. But I am pairing him with the defense. This is the one few weeks I'm actually pairing a defense with my with my running back on purpose. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the Buccaneers' defense is ridiculous fantasy wise right now. Yeah, and they're only yeah. thirty one hundred, and the points they're putting up a game. Oh my! And I don't see against Green Bay, even with Aaron Rodgers. I don't. A lot of people think Aaron Rodgers is just this is a time for them to throw all over Tampa Bay because they stopped the run real well. But if you've seen the Packers, they can't throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, the Bucks do have four interceptions, uh, two uh, two fumble yeah, recoveries, but, ten right, sacks they have, on they the have season. A really I mean, defense it, in yeah. general, just football wise. But think about it. They're going against Green Bay, who won against Chicago last week with their running back, Aaron Jones, pretty much doing everything because Aaron Rodgers still didn't have anybody to throw to. So what what do you think is going to happen to Aaron Rodgers this week? Dude, I love it. I'm, I already put him in my, my – in my, I already put well, him I mean, in my lineup. Yeah, that, Leonard yeah, that, that's in there. Well, that I'm with, with the you. defense because the defense is like averaging 19 points a game. It's like they're $3,100. It's like even if they only get nine points, they – still catch fire for you. It's like, holy cow. Nobody's I'm, talking about him. So I was like, I'll pay up a little bit for 3100 for that to pair. Yeah. Sold. Thank you. I told you. I just sold, sold. him. I just sold him. Yep. You're sold. All right. Uh, Joe, talk about wide receivers you're looking at. Uh, where are we going? Uh, I'm going to give you a couple really cheap guys here. Um, Love it. Russell Gage is basically the only receiver that I would want to uh, put on the field in Tampa Bay. Since he's been there most of, most of the year, and he's got to have some rapport with uh, good old Tommy down there. Um, and then Curtis Samuel on the Washington Commanders. He's he a gadget player. Yeah. quietly has yeah. the most targets yeah. on the team. Uh, he's got like five or six more than Terry McLaurin and uh, Dotson and literally everybody on the team. I mean, it's it's insane to me, but... I really like those two cheap guys this week. Uh, and then, obviously, you could pay up for all the studs like Cooper Cup, Steph Diggs, so on and so forth. Uh, Brandon, wide receivers, please. He says please again, everybody. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, if we're going to go with the Burrow stack, I've got Chase in there. I'm kind of torn with my lineup on whether to do. I don't really like Tyler Boyd, but uh, I kind of would like T. Higgins in that. But – Kind of torn, just a couple of those guys this week I think is a good play. 
Uh, another one for wide receiver that I liked as I pull up my other lineup. Um, I'm actually going to fade Steph Diggs this week. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that like he's going to have a bad game. I just think they're going to usually when he goes to Miami, he usually gets like a touchdown, but then he only gets like 30 or 40 yards. Like I think they're pretty much going to try to shut him down and make Josh Allen throw to other guys. So I'm, if when I stack him, I'm going to stack with like if Gabe Davis plays him or uh, I'm going to play like Isaiah McKenzie, somebody like that. And uh, Dawson Knox, but we haven't got to uh, tight ends yet. But yeah. um, what do we think about uh, former Chief Samuel Watkins? Uh, he had four targets last week, not a lot, but Green Bay does not. Just, I, thought I, <laughs> I mean, they just don't that. have what a lot. Uh, I mean, so you're anti Sammy Watkins? Just. just stay away from <laughs> Green I'm Bay. Using the Joe Lingo dust. D-U-S-T. Okay. Um, uh, okay, let me mention um, Amon Ross, St. Brown. That dude is just a stud. Uh, hard knocks hype. He's carrying my team. He's carrying more than one of my season-long teams. So I'm a big fan. Um, big fan of that dude. Uh, also on the wide receivers, can I mention um, Traylon Burks? Joe, where you at with him? He's fine. So He's still I not worth him. a freaking sixth round pick in a best ball, though. I mean, we'll see. Six targets last week, uh, averages over 11 yards per catch. The week before, uh, averaged 18 yards per catch. Uh, it's got a bum ankle, but they are playing Vegas in that game. Uh, Way to really could- sell him. He's got a <laughs> bum ankle. <laughs> yeah, so be careful. Pay attention and uh, watch. Um Michael Thomas, man, I, I mean, so evidently Sammy Watkins has like fractures in his back. Not Sammy Watkins. Uh, yikes. Um, uh, Jameis Winston has fractures in his back. I don't know how this dude is still going out there, but he is. Um, Michael Thomas, nine targets, a touchdown last week, six catches, 18 points. He's under 6K, which still seems like um, quite the deal. Um and then also, dude, Rashad Bateman, look out for him. Seven targets, 108 yards, touchdown, four catches. Baltimore's all over the place, and they're scoring a ton of points. So those are um, – and then I, I'm going to say it every week until he hits Juju. Juju I mean, has to be the guy eventually, right? I mean, sure, maybe. Uh-uh. Let me let me hit you with another name here real quick. All right. This man caught a bag over the offseason. Okay. I'm upset that I haven't played him so far this season. Uh, he seems to be the favorite target. Uh, Christian Kirk. I mean, week one, the man got 12 targets, got over 100 yep. yards. Week two, six targets, got two touchdowns. I mean, I am so upset with myself for not playing this man before now, but he's only 6,200. He's paid that off both of the previous two weeks. Maybe somebody to look at. Let me ask you, um, in Philly, who would you put with Jalen Hurts if not A.J. Brown? I mean, can can you just run a naked Jalen Hurts? You could. I mean, I, mean, I know I want to play Quez Watkins with his two targets last week. 
I mean, you could definitely run naked Jalen Hurts because he's a running quarterback and his ceiling doesn't depend on other people. Um, if if you're trying to double stack it, I'm probably going A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith's only 5,200 in this past week. He got seven targets, caught all seven of them. Mm. So uh, that's probably my go-to second guy on that team. Or, yeah. or go uh, tight end and go uh, go to um, ooh, double tight end. Is that what I heard? All right. Speaking of tight ends, I'm going to say Logan Thomas in that Philly Washington game, Logan Thomas. Um, there were some injury concerns, but he's had six and five targets over the first couple weeks. Um, again, Philly's a tough defense, so not going to be a walk in the park, but he is only 3,500. Can't go wrong with Kelsey and Irv Smith Jr., was one of the highlights maybe for the Vikings um, on uh, this last primetime game. Eight targets, five catches, and a touchdown, only 3,200. So I think there's uh, several Lodo bro options if you're looking at paying down at tight end. Brandon? I'm here. Oh, okay. All right, just just (laughs) double-checking. All right, tight ends. Well, I mentioned the one earlier, Dawson Knox, but – I think this is the week, guys. This is my. This is just some random thought. Oh Uh-oh. yes, this could be the week. Joe, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. <laughs> Joe, is this the Joe, week? This is, this is the week. Listen, I, I was going to say the name too, just because I, I feel obligated to say it now that You're I'm in love with him. Said yeah. it like. No, you don't have to. That's why he's going off. I just said it for you. So he's forty eight hundred. He's forty eight hundred. The dude, his potential's out the roof. People are grumbling about why he's not even getting targeted. Uh, they're playing Seattle. Look for Mariota to, to at least get him, you know, five or six catches, and hopefully one of those falls in the end zone at forty eight hundred. So here's how he's going to work this year. He's going to get you nineteen yards in one game. Maybe the next game, 19 yards again, and then he'll go for like 180 in one game. Just watch. Well, if I play him every week, that one week, hopefully I have some other people on the on the roster with him. Joe, tight ends, got any surprises for us? Uh, I, I wouldn't say surprises. Uh, I, I'm probably going Tyler Higby after the, the good performances put up against this uh, awful Arizona defense. Um other than Tyler Higby, I, I think it's just more of the same. Like the top guys is probably where I'm going. I don't know that I want to pay all the way up to 6,900 for Mark Andrews, but I mean, I could be talked into it now that I found some cheap wide receivers that I'm liking. Um, I think I might be talking myself into a Jacksonville Jaguars stack, which feels gross. Uh, Evan Ingram's pretty it's cheap, 3,700. And yeah, he's actually it's not getting that used. Gross. People just seem to realize it's Trevor Lawrence. Now he's starting to come into his own. It may not be like, yeah. I just think it's it's just a little gross because it's the Chargers on the other end, um, and we just saw them slow down the Chiefs yeah. quite a bit. So I don't think Jacksonville's offense is on that level. No, but, but then again, they're going to be playing from behind a it definitely lot. Definitely won't be. So, I mean, that helps. Yeah, I mean, it definitely right. shouldn't be high owned. Um, speaking of that game, is Justin Herbert going to play with his ribs? He misunderstood the assignment, came to Kansas City and broke his ribs. He was supposed to eat ribs, ended up breaking his. Is he going to play this week, do you think? Throw on a flag jacket, get a nice little shot of something special in the back there and play? What do you think is going to happen? 
I mean, do you trust the guy giving shots? Last time he gave somebody a shot to the ribs, <laughs> a freaking punctured a lung. So and it, it feels bad. Yeah. Um, do you think he plays, Brandon? Uh, uh, I haven't been keeping up on his status, but uh, he, yeah, it's either that or Chase Daniel, huh? Mm. Yeah, Good old booger. Uh, yeah, I plead the fifth <laughs> on this one. All right, we'll see what happens. Something to keep an eye on. All right, before we wrap this up, uh, for our Survivor friends, who is your lock of the week? Well, since Brandon. I'm still surviving, I'm going Bengals. As I think everybody's going Chiefs or somebody like that this week. Uh, Joe? I mean, I had two entries, so I'm still in it. Don't well, act I'm like gonna I'm not act out. Like that when you didn't believe me, and I tried telling you not to pick them, and you – you rushed to decision. I need to run that no tape back. Um, Joe, who's your survivor pick this week? Well, since I'm not in the survivor, uh, I have no idea. I haven't looked at any of this, but uh, let's find something real quick. Yeah, find a yeah, find us a Joe. winner. Get us a give come us on, a lock winner, one in. DJ. Come on, buddy. Wow, that do it for the people. Oh, so bad. Uh, I mean. I'm going to keep going back to the Eagles, I guess, because, I mean, I've just been high on the Eagles all pod, so I I think I would take the Eagles probably. They look awesome right now, don't they? Yeah. I mean, they were hitting on all cylinders. Um, uh, I don't see that slowing down. Final segment of the show. Let's talk Chiefs. They play the Colts noon Sunday, Kansas City time, but they're in Indy. I heard the Patrick Mahomes is undefeated in domes. What do you think, Joe? Uh, last time I saw a spread, it was Kansas City six and a half. What do you think? It's down to five and a half now. Um, if you wanted to bet the Chiefs, you should have been following me on Twitter because I posted that they were three and a half point favorites uh, early on this week, and I got it at that. Um, but I still think I would bet the five and a half because it's under the uh, under the key number of like seven. So. Mm-hmm. So you expect them to cover. Uh, Brandon? Oh, gosh. You know, this is – I think the Chiefs are going to win, but uh, it's going to be ugly. I don't – I just – this uh, this feels like one of those games that you have like a – Oh, what's that? I don't know. What is that? Uh, That was me. (laughs) Okay. I'll take the blame. This is an awesome (laughs) subscription in the background. But – but yeah, I, I think this is going to be where the Colts like somehow get up on us early, and we have to scrap back and get a hard-fought win because the Colts are playing with their back against the wall. I think people, I think people in Survivor leagues are going to shit themselves when the Chiefs are not looking great at first. That's what I think it's going to be. Do you expect them to cover the five and a half? Well, I got the I got the under right last week on the points, but uh, I don't I don't expect them to cover. I think the Colts cover. All right, uh, Colts cover. I'm gonna say the Chiefs cover easy. I'm taking them at. I'm taking them minus seven. Uh, I'm going back to what Joe said. Uh, maybe episode one where he's like, I don't know, man. I think Patrick Mahomes, uh, based on what Tyreek Hill has said a lot on the podcast and a bunch of the haters out there, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's looking to win and win big. I, they, I got screwed in the last game because I had a minus three and a half, I think. They were up by 10, and the Chargers come down and what? what scored some garbage time. 
So that stuff's going to happen, but the game didn't feel that close. I thought the Chiefs rocked them. Uh, Chiefs looking pretty darn good. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, guys, I hope I have something better to report next week. Joe, you keep it up. Keep winning. Win. And Brandon, you go win a big one and then buy us a podcast studio. How about that? Hey, I'm trying to put this lineup together, but it's really pissing me off right now. Well, maybe you <laughs> should listen to the podcast and maybe you'd pick up some tips from Joe. Well, that's what I was trying to do, but all the ones you guys gave me are not fitting into my lineup. <laughs> um, I know Christian Kirk's a great play, but he's pricey. He really he's made me pay price sitting in yeah. the middle there. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, I think what's bugging my lineup here is I don't know who my second running back's going to be because it's like if you pay up, it's like part of me wants to go Dalvin Cook against Detroit. I'm going Der- uh, Singletary. I'm going to put Buffalo running back in there since Stephon Diggs is so high owned. Hope that that game is a lot slower than everybody expects. Buffalo gets up and then they yeah. try to slow the yeah. game down. Yeah, d- yeah, don't do that. I, I don't think Singletary is going to. I'm doing win. it. Come on in. I'm playing it in the Lodo Bros Dumpster Fire Sports League. Let's go. Yeah, he says that now. Oh, well, really? it is Wednesday. I mean, they, they split between three backs, it seems like. So it's like, no. Nah. I'm doing yeah. it. Now I'm even more convinced. It's actually four backs because Josh Allen runs too. Now so. I'm even more convinced. You know, I've been trying to give you those nuggets. Cincinnati Bengals picks, but you're just. Hey, right. I'm like, yeah. this is how my kids are. So this is this is where they get it. You tell me don't do something. I'm going to do it. Daryl Singletary for the win. Doesn't even know the guy's name. Oh, yeah, it's not Daryl Singletary. (laughs) (laughs) Lodo Bros, Dumpster Fire Sports. That's how we do it. Join the league and uh, come abuse us and take advantage of this mess. Follow us on Twitter, Dumpster Sports. Follow Joe, JKNKC. You're going to have to call Brandon or get his text. Write me a mail, snail mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send Brandon a fax. If you want to get a hold of him, you can do that as well. Uh, find me on Twitter at Brady Goodman. Uh, follow the link. Get yourself a chief shirt from uh, Homage and uh, join our league. All that good stuff. Uh, subscribe. Share with your friends. Miles 18. We appreciate you listening and playing along. Uh, we don't appreciate all the winning. So if somebody could join our league on DK and uh, beat Miles 18 so we don't have to hear about it on Twitter. Coming for you, Miles. Come get this. Der- Devin Singletary? Is it Deron Singletary? What is it? Are you just throwing out every D name that you know? D Ernest? Sing- I don't know what it is. All right, we'll be back uh, next week. Until then, good luck and go catch you a bag. No, no, bro. 